Thank you for joining us for this portion of the Women Inseparable Value series, Proclaim Jesus. Here's Jacqueline. We have had a beautiful time together talking about what it looks like to be at the cross. And we have spent time before the throne. And we've seen what life looks like for us on the rock and for those off the rock. Today, in our final study together, we get to consider what it looks like, what it feels like to be forever and always in his presence. In his presence, always and forever. And it started at the cross and it grows before the throne and it's confident on the rock and we're always and forever in those places surrounded in his presence. That's a powerful enough statement to call it quits. We could end on that statement and just spend the rest of the day just pondering that reality, that we are forever in the presence of God Almighty. That's a powerful, powerful truth. But we're going to bring scripture into it. We're going to bring application to it to grow us in this question and this quest of leading our friends to Jesus Christ. That's why we started. That's why we started is to grow and learn how to have natural conversation with people that we know, people that we love, people that we um, not so much like, people that are different from us, people that are the same to us, and just being able to be us no matter where we are, no matter who we're with, knowing that we are saved because of the cross, that we are growing because of the throne, we are confident because of the rock, and we are forever in his presence. So speak the name of Jesus. How do we do that? Proverbs chapter 3, not an unfamiliar passage. This is a passage that we quote often. We hear this all over the place. My prayers that will use this group of wording and apply it to that conversation that we're going to have with an unsaved person. That salvation dialogue where we share our salvation sentence and it's received and it's heard by the person across the table. My prayer is that Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 sits with us with such valuable application that we trust the Holy Spirit 100% and fully while we're engaging in our salvation conversation with the unsaved. Proverbs 3, starting in verse 3, it says, Let not steadfast love, and I pray that as we read these scriptures, you're visualizing yourself at the cross and before the throne and on the rock. See the visual of the reality of this. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. That's a choice. Don't let it. Don't let the love of Jesus Christ, the faithfulness of God, the father forsake you. Hold on to it. Then he gives examples of how to hold on to it. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart as if it's always, always present within you, that it's the only thing that consumes you. Verse four, it says, so you will find favor and you will find good success both in the sight of God and in the sight of man, we are on a quest to lead the world around us to Jesus Christ. We hold on to the steadfast love of Jesus. We hold on to the faithfulness of our God. We bind them around our neck as if we're living it, as if it's demonstrated through us. We're writing it onto the tablet of our heart as if we truly and fully believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. Do we live our life as if we truly believe that Jesus Christ is Lord? If we do so, the benefit in verse four says you will, it's a promise from God 
There are so many promises from our Father in Scripture. You will find favor. You will find good success. And you will find it in two different places. You'll find this in the sight of God because you are always and forever in His presence. And you will find it in the sight of man because you're always and forever surrounded by humans. How important is it? that we live in the presence of God, knowing that we are always in the presence of God so that we can be benefited by our relationship with God and be benefited by the humans that are around us. There's always going to be a human around us. Do they see the presence of God in you? Do they see it? My prayer is the answer is yes. And not that we get self-conscious about it, not that we get prideful about it, not that we put ourselves down of, oh, I'm not good enough, I'm not strong enough. If Satan tries to throw any comparison statement in your head, if it tries to put anything in your heart, can you go back to the throne and shut Satan up? Satan is not permitted there. So if Satan comes at you and say, you're not worthy to live in the presence of God, you're not worthy to get success from God, you're not worthy to show success to man, you are not good enough. Tell him to shut up, tell him to go back to where he belongs. Satan was destined to hell, that is his home. You are destined to the throne, that is your home. Don't let him in. Don't let him in. You are there always and forever. You will find favor and good success. Here's our power house. Here you are sitting in the presence of God at a table with an unsaved friend sitting across the table. You've shared your salvation sentence and it was received. It was heard in the ears of the unsaved across the table. You've had dialogue where questions were asked and you answered little bits of your story, just the little bits of your story. Questions were answered more and the Holy Spirit put another part of your story on your heart and you share that little bit of your story with that friend across the table and there's conversation going back and forth between a saved person and an unsaved person and this conversation is centered so fully in the presence of God picture that you and this unsaved person are surrounded fully by the presence of God. The Holy Spirit brought this unsaved friend into your life as if the Holy Spirit has already been working, as if the Holy Spirit has already been working in this person's heart, in this person's mind, in this person's pathway to get this person at the table with you, who the Holy Spirit has been working within you, within your heart, within your mind, within your story, and setting up a time just like this this. What would happen is that if instead of getting insecure of not knowing scripture, well, I know I told my salvation sentence and I know this person is listening because she's asking questions or he's asking questions. Now, what do I do now? What you do is you trust the Lord with all your heart. Oh, do we want that verse so badly? In every area of our life, we hold on to this verse that we're going to trust the Lord with all our heart. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. In all my ways, acknowledge him for he will direct my path. And we quote this verse and we stand on this verse and we cry over this verse and we pray this verse. Can we use this verse at that table with that unsaved person right now? So then when Satan comes at us and says to our head, you don't know scripture enough, stop the conversation because it's awkward. When Satan comes at you and says, you don't live your life holy enough like that person, so you don't have the right to tell this person how to live according to the word of God, 
Trust the Lord with all your heart. What is your heart? Your heart is saying, I am a child of God. I receive Jesus Christ at the cross. I have entrance before the throne. I am standing confident on the rock. I am surrounded in his presence right now. I'm going to trust the Lord with all my heart that the words that he places on my head and on my tongue are going to be the words that this person needs. And the words that this person needs is the love of Jesus Christ, not your knowledge not your ability, not your strength that needs Jesus. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. You're in the middle of a salvation conversation and your understanding wants to see it on an earthly viewpoint, don't you? You wanna see what this is going to look like, where this is going to go, and you, you rationalize and you minimize and you quiet and you, weird things happen. Have you ever noticed that? You're having these sweet conversations and then it gets to the point of leading somebody else to Jesus Christ and weird things happen in our head and in our hearts and our bodies get all tense and we get all like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Lean not on your understanding. Lean on his understanding. His understanding of this whole conversation is that the name of Jesus Christ is to be proclaimed. That's the understanding. His understanding is you know that you're spending eternity in heaven with him. And his understanding is he wants that person to spend eternity with him in heaven and not spend an eternity of separation in hell. That's his understanding. His understanding is not about this. His understanding is about eternity. Lean not on your understanding. Lean on his understanding of salvation. Today, Hebrews says, today is the day of salvation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart in the midst of that conversation. Do not lean on your understanding in the midst of that conversation. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. He will set your words on track. Trust the Lord with your words. Trust the Lord with your words, you're going to be in this conversation because the Holy Spirit wants you in this conversation and the statement is going to come to your head and you're going to doubt that and you're going to wonder why did this statement of myself come to my head? The fact of the matter is that's the statement this unsafe person needs from you. It's not about you. You say, but I don't want to think about that part of my story. I don't know if I have the strength to say that sentence that is on my head, on my heart. Am I strong enough for it? The fact of the matter is, if the Holy Spirit put that sentence, that fact, that story on your head, the answer is yes, you're strong enough. Don't lean on your own understanding. Trust the Lord with all your heart and proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. I remember one time going up to this gentleman at Barnes & Noble. I was married. I don't often go to single men as a married person, but the Holy Spirit was pushing my heart so desperately to approach this man who is standing by himself in Barnes and Noble. And I went up to this man, very like nervous and shaky, feeling like I am not doing what's right, but this is what the Holy Spirit was leading me to do. And I went to this gentleman and I looked at him and noticed that he was standing in front of a whole religious section at Barnes and Noble. And God put a sentence on my head and I told God, I can't say that. I can't say that. He said, say that sentence. So I looked at this gentleman and I said, I don't know what your question is, but the answer is Jesus. And he looked at me. He says, thank you. I didn't know where to find my answer. And I'm like, oh, 
trust the Lord with all your heart. As much as God loves you and brought you to him through the power and the blood and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that's how much God loves our unsaved people. And the Holy Spirit and his graciousness uses us to do that. He uses us to lead other people to Jesus Christ. Consider that. It's not about us and it's not about life on earth. It's not about, about making life on earth awkward and safe and strange and weird. It's not about the emotions of, of earth. It's about eternity. Every single one of us are either going to die and go to heaven or we're going to die and spend an eternity of separation from God. That's the only two options. If you need to, in the midst of that conversation with your unsaved friend, remember that. Remember that the whole point of this conversation is going to direct their whole life on earth and their whole life for all of eternity. Salvation matters. It matters. It matters more than your awkward feeling. It matters more than your insecurity. It matters more than everything. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. In all your ways at that table in that salvation dialogue, acknowledge him and watch. Watch him make your path straight. Our homework assignment for this study to conclude this whole workshop is this. When you sit across the table with somebody in the workshop, but with somebody that is saved, you and that saved person, the goal of today is to have that dialogue and lead one another to Jesus Christ. Go through the whole process. Tell your salvation sentence. Talk about Jesus Christ, how Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. And be real. Say, this was my sin. I was the sin of a liar. And my God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to wear my sin on him. And he took it. And he took it completely off me, took it from outside of me, put it on him. And Jesus Christ died with my sin, freeing me completely, freeing me completely from sin and shame. That's what my Jesus did. And then my Jesus rose again. Oh, he rose again without my sin on him making me free from sin and he free from sin and gave me life eternal. So I get to live on earth in the freedom of Jesus Christ and I get to spend eternity with him. That's my salvation story. So we had our salvation sentence and now we have our salvation story, which is Jesus's story on the cross in your words, your words, make it comfortable. Sometimes we want to say it correctly. The correct way to say it is your words. What does it sound like when you are at home doing your dishes or doing your floors or whatever you're doing at home, sitting on your couch, doing nothing at all. Say your salvation story out loud. I was a sinner. Jesus wore my sin. Jesus died with my sin. Jesus rose again without my sin, giving me a life of freedom and an eternity with him. There's your salvation, your salvation story. And practice saying the whole thing out loud, what Jesus did, say it out loud. While you're with your people, practice. And when somebody at your table goes to pray and ask Jesus into their heart, pray together, pray together. Receive Jesus Christ as if you've never received him before through, through role playing. 
and lead one another to Jesus Christ. Trust not on yourself, trust on the Lord. That's the goal. We're so glad you joined us today. If you need prayer or simply have questions, email us at womeninseparable at gmail.com. You can find more Women Inseparable studies on various social media platforms.